Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast Show. You are listening to the first and only podcast dedicated to the business of pharmacy. Hear from independent pharmacy owners, leading entrepreneurs, political strategists, healthcare technology trends, career coaching, interviews about our pharmacy industry, and more. Be sure to subscribe to the show via iTunes and leave us a voice comment from our contact section on the website. You can find all of our episodes at pharmacypodcast.com. This is Ron Snow, Manager of Professional and College Relations with CVS Health, and you're listening to Pharmacy Podcast. Welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your co-host for 2016 focused on your career development, Aaron Albert. More on me over at my website, AaronAlbert.com, or let's connect on Twitter where I'm Aaron L. Albert. Tonight, we conclude our five roads into loving your retail pharmacy career. We've gotten a lot of great feedback about this podcast mini-series. Thank you so much for your comments and questions, particularly on Twitter. I know at Pharmacy Podcast, a lot of you give us a lot of shout outs there. So thank you very much for that. So we're concluding tonight with a friend of mine, good friend of mine. I've known him, gosh, for over a decade now. And his name is Ron Snow, and he is a pharmacist with CVS Health. And he's got a really interesting career and background and current position within CVS Health at um, CVS. So with that, Ron, welcome to the Pharmacy Podcast. Hey, Aaron, thank you. It's great to be here. So thanks, Ron, for agreeing to do this. And I'm going to start with the same question that I start with for all the guests because I'm focused on career development this year. So how did you get to where you are today? Well, Aaron, it's really been somewhat, I would call it a boomerang career. Uh, I originally grew up on the south side of Chicago in the suburbs, went to pharmacy school in Des Moines, Iowa, uh, and had always planned on moving to the Chicago market when I graduated. But uh, I met my future wife in uh, in Des Moines. She graduated a year ahead of me, moved to Indianapolis. So that's how I ended up in the Indianapolis market. Uh, and I took a job with People's Drug Stores back then, and uh, they were a uh, the Midwest division, uh, and really took a job as a pharmacist. Uh, spent about four years behind the bench, but but had a calling to want to do more. And uh, I had always been interested uh, in, in students and working with students, and they had a pharmacist recruiter position that was brand new to that Midwest division. And uh, they, it was excited about getting an opportunity to start a new position uh, in, uh, in the area, as well as uh, to get an opportunity to recruit pharmacists and students. So took that position, worked about three years in that Uh, And then uh, they decided to uh, develop a pharmacy supervisor position. They had never had one of those out here either uh, and was fortunate enough to actually apply and get that job. So I was a pharmacy supervisor. I I tell people I didn't really supervise anything. I had 120 stores uh, so that we tried to supervise, but uh, was able to really kind of develop that position. Uh, And then after three years, that Midwest Division of People's Drug was actually put up for sale and a startup chain bought bought the Midwest division. And um, after a short time, I knew that that company, uh, their business principles didn't really match up with mine. And I decided to go back into a store and, and then try to decide what I wanted to do with my career. So I worked behind the bench for about another year and then was approached by an independent pharmacy owner who I had worked with previously at People's. 
and he came to me and asked me uh, if I was interested in coming to work for him. And uh, my ultimate goal when I first got out of pharmacy school, and uh, I saw this as an opportunity maybe to be able to reach that, was to own my own independent drugstore. So I actually took a job with him and worked for him for 10 years. Uh, and he decided to retire and we started to negotiate for that particular business. But uh, we, we really couldn't come to a consensus on what the business was worth. Uh, so he then decided to talk to CVS. CVS had more money than I did. Uh, and they actually ended up purchasing the store. So uh, I took a job then uh, with CVS, uh, CVS Pharmacy at the time then. Interestingly, my supervisor uh, was CVS uh, that I took was someone I'd worked with before at People's also. So uh, I really only worked about four weeks behind the bench at, at CVS and was uh, then offered a pharmacy supervisor position, uh, which I took and did that for approximately five years. And then the um, the position I'm currently in, which is manager of professional college relations, became available. And uh, again, I kind of yearned for going back and uh, being able to work with students as well as professional organizations and uh, was uh, fortunate enough to be able to interview and get that position. And I've been doing that now for about 10 years. So it really kind of brought me full circle back to what I did at People's. Yeah. It is a big circle, isn't it? It's great. It is a big circle. <laughs> and you and I met when you were kind enough to come in and speak to students at Butler University. So that was kind of in your capacity as uh, manager of professional and college relations. So that, That's correct. That position is really what I do now is really I'm the liaison to my organization for professional organizations as well as uh, colleges. I currently have 13 colleges that I'm the liaison to uh, and then also obviously licensed pharmacists. Yeah, so that's kind of a perfect segue into the next bank of questions based upon this article that we wrote for the series. And that's really the concept of stepping up volunteering and in, you know, in the case of your position, you know, working with colleges of pharmacy. So can you kind of outline and give us a thumbnail sketch of, you know, stepping up, working as a volunteer in several different organizations, what that looks like? Sure. Well, well, I think it's important that you need to volunteer for projects. Uh, it, you know, it shows initiatives. It's great for networking. You know, anytime you can get your name in front of people that make personal decisions, it's always beneficial. You can see it's helped in my career, obviously, with that networking, uh, with uh, the, the jump from the independent to people's. There were people that I knew. I mean, to CVS or people that I knew at Peoples that were able to get me into position to where I am today. Um, so, I, you know, I think it's really important to volunteer. What, what I find is that most pharmacists wait to be asked to do something that's out of their job description before they before they really get involved. And and I have I have always taken a different approach to that. Instead of being asked, I've always felt it was better to to control my own destiny destiny. So I tried to go out and do what I wanted to do not what somebody else wanted me to do. So, and it, and it goes a little further than that. I, I also then try to let others know how beneficial I can be to them because of the experiences that I've acquired through that. And, and it, I, it's also interesting, I think, is that I, I've always focused on doing something I was interested in, not necessarily something I thought would be good for my company. Uh, and then tried to become interested in it. So, so it was, I want, in order for me to be able to do the best that I could and to, to stay focused on it, enjoy it, I, I took what I like to do, and then I showed my company how, how it would benefit them. So let's unpack that a little bit. I know you've been heavily involved in our state pharmacy alliance. So can you kind of explain what you've done there, how you've served, and how you've wrapped that into your day job, and how that plays into your job satisfaction? 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, well so uh, at IPA, I've, you know, I've been a member for quite a few years, and that's the Indiana Pharmacists Alliance. Uh, I, I am currently the past president of the alliance. I was uh, president last year. Uh, and, and, and really, the, the connections that I have made uh, through all of the pharmacists across the state of Indiana uh, has, really, has really been beneficial. I, I got the privilege over the last couple of years on the executive board. We've hired a new executive director. We sold our current building, moved to a new facility. We've updated bylaws. Uh, and all of this was to advance the profession of pharmacy in Indiana. Uh, and I think that, you know, for our company, anytime that we can advance the profession in any any state that we're in or anywhere, it, it's a beneficial to your organization. More importantly than though, it's just it's just all of the contacts that I've made. So I can tell you that, you know, I've had independent pharmacists that have approached me that have said, hey, you know, I'm thinking of selling my business. Would your company be interested? So, again, I can connect them with somebody who is. So that's some of the me personally, when you look at how I have to be much more organized, uh, how I have to, you know, the, the projects that we've done and to prepare for those projects and all that has helped me in projects that I've done here in my organization. So, so really anything that you do outside of the organization, while it might not even be quote pharmacy related or, or in the process of filling prescriptions or whatever, it still, it still benefits you personally. And you can put those, you can put those competencies that you learn and develop into what your current position is. So let's, let's think hypothetically about this, you know, retail pharmacist that maybe has been in practice five to seven years, and maybe they're starting to feel a little burned out. And and that happens a lot of times. Great. We'll be right back. First, A word from our sponsor. Hi, this is Jessica with CVS Health Careers. Our pharmacists have many reasons to love their career, from having programs designed for learning and career advancement to making a genuine difference in people's lives every day. Find out how you can be part of the dedicated team of pharmacists working to help people on their path to better health. Apply today at jobs.cvshealth.com. Now back to the Pharmacy Podcast. So can you share with our listeners how you go about shopping, if you will, for things that you're interested in and then kind of work backwards to figure out how that fits into your day job and selling that volunteer experience along with your day job to make it all work together? Well, you know, I think I think first they have they have to really look at is why are they doing what they're doing? What 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 prompted them to go into the profession? And then what about the profession really interests them? And and what do they feel they're not getting that does interest them? Once they decide that, then they then they can start looking out. And and honestly, I think the best way to do that, or the be, one of the greatest ways, is is through their through their local and state pharmacy organizations. So so w- when they when they get involved in those and the networking that they're doing, they can then find out what other people are doing. Uh, they can they can. Um, Talk to them about it. They can quiz them on it. They can, you know, find out, you know, what exactly is driving you. So if they've got a particular interest, more than likely there's somebody out there who's already doing it, and and their their local state organizations are going to have that information, uh, and they can connect them with the right people. So it it's it it's really it's really they. I think the first step they have to find out really. What what are they missing? What are they missing in what they're currently doing uh, that that they feel that that they need to be able to continue to stay excited and eager and and um, 
you know, energized with the profession. Then once they find that, then then they've got they've got areas to go to. And I think your state organization is really is really one way to do that. But then any any type of organization, whether you know, whether it's a school. So, for instance, where, you know, a college, they can go in and talk to faculty there and find out, uh, you know, what are they doing? What are they seeing that's new and what are they seeing as being developed and what are the contacts they've got and who would they recommend? So I, I think I know you're really big in connections and staying connected and doing uh, finding people and finding their interests and quizzing them and find what what really energizes them. And and that's really what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And we've talked a lot about that throughout this series, about finding your niche, finding what you're really, truly passionate about and then expanding from there, whether it's, you know, serving and volunteering in a state pharmacy organization or a national organization or even kind of getting out of pharmacy and moving to different arenas. So the next kind of bank of questions based on the article is kind of getting out of the fishbowl, getting out of the, you know, four walls of the pharmacy. But your particular job, I think, kind of warrants that. So can you kind of walk our listeners through what a typical day is or a typical week is for Ron in this position? (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, There really isn't one. So but. But really what, what we try to do and focus on is, is, is typically Mondays is an office day. Monday's an opportunity to kind of to kind of start the, the week off on, on the right foot, whether it's catching up on emails, uh, planning, then planning the rest of the week. A lot of what I do, though, is really dictated by what's going on in the schools. So uh, when the schools have different events that are happening, whether it's a career fair, an interview day, a scholarship um, dinner, those types of things that I have to that I have to attend and want to attend for that matter. I, I, I'm looking at those and, and trying to plan all that. And then what I have to do is then plan what else I'm going to do around those. So if I'm going to be at a university for a scholarship dinner, then then I try to plan my 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 time so that I can meet with the dean, I can meet with the advancement officer, I can meet with the experiential director. So a lot of that a lot of that goes into making sure that that anytime I'm I'm out on the road and traveling and, and visiting a site that I'm making it as impactful as I can. And then I try to get out if I can out into the stores too so I can meet with preceptors and meet with students, find out you know what's going on, following up with them about any kind of training issues they have, uh, what we can do to help develop them. So so really there is no there's no really normal work week uh, and it's really dictated by by uh, what what schools and and different professional organizations are having going on. But besides that, then also a big part of what I do is 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 trying to mentor uh, our pharmacy supervisors and to to partner with them on staffing strategies because that's really a big part of what I do. And so so as we're looking at as we're looking at how are we going to staff our stores, uh, whether that's to our pharmacy graduates, whether it's going to be through licensed pharmacists already, and and so you know you have to look at you have to look at you know where are they currently in staffing. 
and and then where they need to be and what's the best way to get there. So we strategize with staffing principles. Uh, we strategize and how they're developing their pharmacists. Uh, again, preceptors is a big part of what I do and working with preceptors and making sure that that our pharmacy supervisors are helping get them to where they need to be, uh, particularly so that we're offering our pharmacy students that are on rotation or also working interns and getting paid for our jobs that they're getting the best they're getting the best experience that they can. Uh, so, so there's there's a lot that goes into that too. We have an intern training program that we're out in stores with, uh, following up with our interns, making sure that they're following if they're having any issues with it, trying to drive the completion of that. How do we better that program? And and then as as another part, we're all on different teams in our in what I do, uh, and I happen to be on what's called the development team, and and so we're looking at ways that we can uh, develop those people that report to our position, their intern program coordinators, how do we develop our preceptors, uh, and then how do we also develop people to eventually take over our position when, when uh, slots become available. So precepting was one thing we really haven't talked a lot about throughout this series, but and you and I probably take it for granted because of our worlds, and we do that on a regular basis. But Tell me how you would coach maybe a new pharmacist in charge around the concept of the benefits of precepting and how that plays into personal job satisfaction. Okay, yeah. Well, I think, you know, as, as, as you look at those, you know, particularly with new pharmacists, um, I think that it's really different for those that have been around a while and those that are new. So those that are new... Uh, what, what, what they need to do, one of the things that we see lacking with newly licensed pharmacists is their ability to manage people. So, um, you know, they get all the clinical knowledge that they that they need, and, and they're much more advanced than I ever was in terms of their clinical knowledge, but it's a lot of those soft skills that they have some difficulty with. So, so precepting students is, is one way that they can kind of hone in those skills and learn different things. There's a lot of different training that can be done. Uh, online through schools, our our organization offers it. Uh, but then I think I, I think as they as they work with them, it's an individual. Typically, rotation students are are highly motivated. Uh, they're they're really good workers. Uh, they want to do a great job. They're sponges for and and so that so that that just fits in well with somebody who's trying to begin to learn how to develop. You know, they they a lot of times as a as a as a leader, you're trying to motivate people, uh, and and that's not really the issue you're going to have. So really, you're you're able to direct them and you're able to get them and 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 having just been through that as a new as a new super, as a new pharmacist and having been a student just so recently they kind of remember what it was like mm -hmm. and that they can use those those uh, experiences that they had they know who their good mentors were they knew what those mentors did so it's really it's really just taking what they've recently experienced and putting into practice themselves uh, so it's and it's a way that it you know they, they get a student and this may not sound really good but they get a student for four or five or six weeks and then the student's gone so so it's if they have somebody that they're having difficulty with it's not somebody who's going to be there a long time whether it's an employee where you have to go through the whole process of really trying to develop and if they're not developing you know putting together an action plan to get them to where you want to be so in a way it's really easier for them to deal with these people because it's short term mm -hmm. they're highly motivated 
they've been through it just recently. They know what to do. So it's really easier for them. It's, it's the, it's the more seasoned pharmacist like myself that sometimes can run into those, can run into the issues. Cause, uh, what, you know, when I was in school, I only did three rotations. I did a community, a hospital and a specialty one. And there's so many different options that are available now. So, so it's those, but then they've got the experience though, of having been able to develop their, their leadership skills and their mentoring skills. So it's somewhat of a trade-off, but I find that sometimes the more seasoned pharmacists may be somewhat intimidated by the rotation students just because of the knowledge that they have. So, so I think they just have to look at it as, you know, this is going to be an opportunity for me to learn from the student as well as the student to learn, to learn from me uh, and, and, to, and, to, and to take that with it. And I've always found that, that those that precept students, I've, not, I've never seen a time when they didn't get more out of precepting the student than the student got from them. Yeah. And back to your point about soft skills, I'll never forget when you came in and lectured to our students about the cherry tomato. Do you want to share that story? <laughs> sure. Well, we, we, uh, I got the privilege of listening to somebody else do the presentation, and it was an etiquette lecture uh, on, on how to uh, just all, all aspects of etiquette. And this was actually a nationally renowned uh, speaker who who whose specialty is etiquette, and she came in and we were talking about if you're invited to dinner, uh, with as you're trying to interview for a position and you're invited to dinner, what do's and don'ts are. And I still remember her saying that the one thing you want to do if you get a salad that has cherry tomatoes in it, you don't want to get within a hundred feet of that cherry tomato. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's only three things that can happen and two of them are bad. You could you could spear it and get it and eat it and that's great, but you could either spear it and have it shoot juice everywhere or it can just shoot across the table and hit somebody. So so her recommendation was when you get done with that salad, the cherry tomato should still better be on your plate. Never <laughs> go after the cherry tomato. Never go after the cherry tomato. <laughs> Ron, where can people find you? Uh, you can actually find me on LinkedIn. Okay. Uh, as well as Twitter, and uh, my handle is snowmanrph. With that, Ron Snow, thank you for joining us on the Pharmacy Podcast, and we're going to move into the speed round. So are you ready? Uh, ready as I can be. Yep, let's All go. All right. What books are you reading right now? Uh, I just started a book. Uh, it's, it's really a business book. It's called Impossible to Ignore, Creating Memorable Content to Influence Decisions. What podcasts are you listening to? Well, of course, I listen to Pharmacy Podcast, uh, and then to keep up with my love of sports, I do like to listen to The Herd with Colin Coward. What's your best time management tip? Well, if I had to pick one, it'd probably be to only touch something once. You know, read it, act on it, and move on. What area of retail pharmacy are you studying or curious about next? I I'm really curious about the the evolution of the technician role. There's currently a, a national shortage, at least our organization, and from what I understand, many others are are, are experiencing that. So I'm kind of I'm kind of interested how that that will affect the, the evolution of the technician. If you had one word to describe the healthcare system in the U.S. right now, what word would that be? Complicated. What's the best career advice you ever received? The first pharmacist I ever worked with, one of the first things he ever told me was to keep your ears open and always listen to everything that's going on around you. And I have always 
I have always used that, and it's amazing whether you're behind the bench as a pharmacist, uh, whether you're in my role, which is a desk role. It's amazing uh, what you can hear that's going on around you if you keep if you keep your ears open, that you can head off problems you can learn from uh, and that's, that's just something that's always stuck with me that I've always gone by. Ron Snow, thank you for joining us tonight on the Pharmacy Podcast. Thank you, Aaron. I appreciate it. Hey, Pharmacy Podcast listeners. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Pharmacy Podcast. We need your help. If you could take one minute and go over to iTunes and give us a rating on this podcast and the entire series, we'd be so appreciative. Your feedback is absolutely critical to the success of the Pharmacy Podcast, and your rating over at iTunes means the world to us. So thanks in advance for doing that, and we'll see you next time at the Pharmacy Podcast.